goodness, goodness, peace of Christ, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In other words, these are the, the values that show up in our relationships when the Holy Spirit is active and the fruit that appears on the other side of the branch opposite the vine. So the value system is heavenly. So when God says this is important, as if you work in companies or organizations, my experience has been churches, and you know what these value systems are. It doesn't show up in how people spend money or in the budget or how they, how when they fire people or how when they hire people. I, I remember working for a pastor early on, and he, his, his fruit, the fruit that he wanted more than anything else in his church, were people who would pray that sinner's prayer and convert, go from, you know, I'm not a Christian to I am a Christian. That's actually not on the list, but it was on his list, okay? So much so, it was on his list so deeply and so strongly that he said, in one meeting, we were talking about going to college and being in people's homes and sharing the gospel. He said, well, we're going to get them into heaven one way or another. I'll drag them into heaven, kicking and screaming and scratching. And I remember hearing that, and I thought, I don't think that's a good idea. But I'm 23, and he's an old man. He probably knows better than I do. And I read the fruit of the Spirit, and I think, I don't see kicking or screaming or scratching anywhere. I see a different set of qualities. What are the values that drive your life? What kind of person do we know as? What would you like to be front and center in your relationships? Well, Paul gives us some good lists to start with. Now, if you're thinking with me, then you might be about to make a turn that most everybody makes when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit. You will begin to think, and mistakenly so, it's a very dangerous to stand up. You'll begin to think that the center of the target, that the goal, is the fruit. That the goal and the hope is that this is who I want to become and this is what my life should look like. And so, therefore, that, that target that we described, that if sin is missing the mark, the center of the bullseye, the very middle of the target then is the, the fruit. And it's not. And it never has been. And it never should be. And when it becomes the center of the target, for those of us who follow Jesus, then we completely miss the mark. Remember what the mark is? Anybody know what the mark is? Can you tell me? Union with God. That's right. Union with God. When fruit becomes the center of the target, then we trade what is important and 
inner critic that's pretty active. Do you have a, a habit of remitting, remembering all your failures and none of your successes? And just set that aside. If you can pop that up later after church, just for now, just set that aside for a few minutes. And let's look and see in John 15 what Jesus says about our fruit. Don't, don't think about where you failed. Don't think about where you came up short. Just look at what Jesus has to say about the fruit in our lives, okay? And now we're on the same page about what fruit is and what the fruit is. Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear what? Much fruit. Now, I know, I'm so good just thought, oh, maybe I have a little fruit. Well, let's set that aside. That's not for now. That's for later. I will bear what? How much? Probably a better translation is this, this translation. You will be immensely fruitful. This is what Jesus says happens in the lives of people who follow him. You will be immensely fruitful. Who have you been in Napa Valley? Have I been in Napa Valley? How many of you have seen a vineyard? You've seen firsthand a vineyard. How many of you have walked between vines that are growing and branches that are coming out and tied on to the wires or the lines that are put in the vineyard? And you've seen grapes on the vine firsthand. How many of you have seen grapes on the vine? So, John and I, the only vineyard we've probably been to, you know, I, I just have to say this, we're in Maui. So, you know, you can be jealous, that's fine. And so we were in Maui, and we, we were at a vineyard, and we saw the road. Now, I mean, I've driven past, maybe it's seen that it might some other vineyards. I think if you've been to Napa Valley, if you've been to a vineyard, if you've been to Colorado, I think, I think we don't really have the, the right idea of what it means to be immensely fruitful. I don't think we have the right picture in our mind. Even if you've seen a vineyard in full bloom and ready for harvest, you remember what happened. With Moses and the nation of Israel, after they came out of Egypt, they were about to enter the promised land that God had promised them. And they were on the edge, they were on the verge of going in, and so they wanted to send them a team to scout it out and figure out, you know, just be smart, you know, what will it do? What needs to happen for us to take this land? And so they sent in some spies. Do you remember how the spies have been in? Anybody remember? 
us as we think about the circumstances of our life. When we consider the, the words of James that our lives are but a mist or a vapor. That we make our plans and we have our hopes and we have our dreams, but our trust is in you and you alone, and you are sovereign, and you are mighty, and you lead us and you love us. Today we cannot help but reflect on the brevity of life. And in doing so, we lift up the grounds and the love for you that we ask that you continue to guide and comfort them. Lord, we pray that, that the circumstances of this week would not be lost on us, that we would reflect and consider the effectiveness of our connection to the vine, your son. So that the fruit that we bear would bring you glory. And that it would last and leave a legacy far, far outreaching our mortal days. And so we worship you now in this moment. And we ask that your spirit would guide us as we ask this question.